Because I think this is really timely considering the fact that we're coming off of a long weekend. Typically, you know, you indulge a lot <laughs> over a long weekend or any holiday, and then you have that that feeling of, okay, my diet's going to start on Monday morning, or I'm going to suddenly eat healthier, or I'm going to cut out, you know, XYZ from whatever it is that I'm ever going to consume ever again starting on Monday. So if you're feeling a little bit of that, or you're just generally feeling like maybe you want to lose a few pounds, this is something to stop doing because it is entirely useless and could actually be really detrimental. We're talking about the Fitspiration trend. Now, if that's not something that's in your vocabulary. Fitspiration is a, a social media trend. And essentially it's it's looking at people, typically women, who are in the fitness industry and look to meet a certain standard of what fit or what healthy looks like. And it's it's kind of an objectification of the female body. And the idea being that you're looking at these these aspirational and inspirational images of your ideal body and what you would really like it to look like with the idea that it's going to motivate you to exercise or to change your habits or to stick to that Monday morning diet. But it can really backfire. So we're going to get into that right now with my next guest, who is an assistant professor of kinesiology at Western University. Dr. Eva Pila is joining me this morning. Dr. Pila, good morning. Thanks so much for being on the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that we're talking about this because I think, you know, kind of opening our eyes to the things that we're consuming online, especially on social media and realizing what could be harmful and what could be helpful is important for all of us, whether you're using it or not. But the idea, the pursuit of trying to lose weight is something so many of us can really relate to. And it's it's interesting to hear that this might be something that might really not be helpful at all. What led you down this this path of research? Yeah, great question. So, um, and there's probably a lot to unpack in, in what you just said, but as you mentioned, the pursuit of weight loss is is very pervasive in our society, and um, hopefully in our conversation today, I'll, I'll break that down a little bit more, but um, generally, we're really interested in uh, the Body Image and Health Lab at Western University. We're really interested in trying to understand how um, social cues and, and social exposures can impact health behavior, particularly physical activity and exercise behavior. And so we know that um, individuals spend a lot of time, whether it's uh, viewing images of idealized bodies on social media, um, or even just being a human in our world where we are constantly inundated with imagery of what ideal body should look like. And so you don't even have to really be a social media user to uh, be to be exposed to idealized um, fit normative is what we call them, images of, of people's bodies. And so that typically includes uh, thin, lean women or, um, or, or highly muscular um, men. So these, um, these, these cues are constantly uh, prevalent in our society. And so we kind of have no, um, no choice but to, uh, to often respond to them. So we are really interested in trying to understand the psychological responses um, to these idealized bodies. In, in our research program. I think you're absolutely right that there's a lot to unpack. I mean, our relationship with our bodies and the idea of body images is, is, is something I think is really fascinating to dissect because we all have a, a relationship of some kind and a lot mm -hmm. of us have that, you know, sort of that 
that relationship that's really, it's a fight, it's a battle. And for some people, it's a battle that goes on their entire lives. So it's kind of a no brainer that on social media where you're bombarded with these images that, you know, body image messages are going to be a part of what it is that we're consuming. Why do you think that Fitspiration and the this these idealized images are something that took off the way that they did? Yeah, so actually it's really interesting because Fitspiration is a response to an earlier movement called Finspiration. And so this was um, seeing very thin images, uh, and again, typically it's women's bodies. Um, and this trend really took off uh, back in the earlier days when uh, Pinterest was really big. And so uh, these, these images of highly, uh, very, very thin women would be um, presented as, um, as inspiration to, to inspire individuals to engage in health behavior that would achieve that body. Um, and the research really took off in that area in the psychological um, research realm and basically found very clearly that um, exposure to inspiration images was detrimental for psychological well-being and actually increased the risk of developing disordered eating behaviors. And so that research was really clear. So as a result, there was now this new movement, um, the inspiration movement. So in this movement, the rhetoric isn't, um, you know, skinny and thin. It is um, fit and toned. And so, um, so this was, again, really a response to some earlier, more problematic um, messaging. And uh, to no surprise to anyone in the body image area, um, you know, what we see is essentially just a repackaging of the thin ideal um, in a more socially um, you know, now that we know more about eating disorder risk, it's a, it's a bit more of a, a socially palatable message to say, well, we're not looking for thinness, we're looking for fitness. So, uh, so really, it was a response. Does the, does the shift then, going from, you know, these really um, sometimes quite graphic images that, that were part of thinspiration, does that switch to more of a fitness approach, point to a shifting in our society's ideals of you know the changing desired ideal body type could that be could that be a good thing we're embracing strength over skinny and I think that was the original intention. Um, you know, the intention was to make it a bit more health promoting. So rather than, you know, promoting uh, thinness at all costs, it was about uh, promoting fitness and promoting, um, you know, bodies that can be achieved by uh, engaging in a uh, in, in an aerobic or resistant training exercise program. So certainly I think the intentions were noble. Um, but again, what we see in the literature and in the research is that uh, the effects are essentially the same. It is just another repackaging and another another ideal to strive towards. And so, um, and so, in that way, we, you know, in, it is more problematic in in, in many ways because it is um, promoted as this more healthy alternative to inspiration. Yet the effects tend to be the same. And, you know, then not to mention to go down the other path of the fact that this is just, it's really, it's an objectification in a large mm-hmm. way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so, again, we t- typically tend to see this in for uh, women's bodies. And so it is, again, just an objectification of what women need to adhere to. So it's just another set of very narrow ideals. Um, they are slightly different, but they are still just as rigid and uh, just as pervasive. And so, again, just another thing that women have to um, have to adhere to, to be accepted. So, Dr. Pila, if if fitspiration or these images of, you know, the the ideal, and I'm using air quotes every time I'm saying this, just to clarify the ideal body mm-hmm. type are something that's detrimental to us, what's what's good for us? What should people be consuming and what's working? Is there some are there some types of images that are pushing people to be more motivated that actually and actually achieving the goal that fitspiration is meant to accomplish? Yeah, great question. So this is a lot of the work that we're doing in our in our lab right now is looking at how body diverse images and exposure to body diverse images um, can impact health behavior, particularly exercise behavior and psychological outcomes. And so um, when we look at body diverse images, we're thinking about um, the types of bodies that we see in our day to day life. So this might be someone with a physical impairment or a physical disability. It might be someone in a higher weight body. Um, it might be um, just you know images that we typically don't see to be idealized in uh, popular or in traditional media and so um, what the early research in this area is suggesting is that when we are confronted or when we are exposed to diverse images of women's bodies um, we actually are much more uh, receptive and and much more likely to engage in uh, healthful behavior when we see positive representations of diverse bodied individuals engaging in health pursuits. So with the big caveat here is that in our traditional media, when we see diverse bodies, so if we think about higher weight or uh, women or individuals in larger bodies, typically the uh, media representations tend to be um, tend to be very disparaging where we see individuals, uh, you know, being very upset over a scale or really sadly eating a salad. Or on the other hand, um, we see, you know, uh, negative representations of laziness, just laying around on the couch um, with a bag of potato chips. So we never see positive representations of diverse bodied individuals. And so when we do see that, which is what our study was trying to look at, is uh, when we see women engaging in um, in health pursuits like exercise and being really finding joy in that mo- in that movement, um, those positive representations seem to be uh, more supportive of, of better health uh, outcomes, at least from our early research. It does seem like there are some major inroads being made, Doc. You know, when it comes to seeing more diverse bodies, and even in mainstream media too. I mean, even just watching you know TV commercials now, you'll typically see a lot more diversity. So it does seem like you know we're we're getting there absolutely yeah and and certainly more inroads have been made in other areas so when we think about racial diversity that is something that um that that we do see a little bit more and and again there is also some some risk of tokenizing that can happen um when we do start to uh to introduce positive representations of diversity the weight diversity piece is very much lagging behind when we consider other social identities that are positively represented in media so when we think about weight again anytime we see a higher weight individual the immediate thought is um this must be someone who wants to lose weight or this must be someone who is um 
not uh, does not have a good relationship with their body or their health and so we can't even um, you know we're not socialized to even see a higher weight individual and think oh maybe they have an excellent relationship with um, with their bodies and with with their health and they engage in exercise because they just enjoy their body moving so there's still uh, quite a bit that we need to do to unpack some of that weight stigma and anti-fat bias that we have as a society well, we'll keep chipping away at it with conversations like this. Really appreciate your, your research and your time on the show this morning. Dr. Pila, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Take care. All right, that's Dr. Eva Pila, who is an assistant professor of kinesiology uh, at Western University. We're talking about fitspiration. So if that's not typically a, a term that you're throwing around, it's essentially, uh, you know, these idealized fit images of of people that have that have achieved i suppose whatever it is that you're looking to accomplish in terms of an ideal body and so by looking at these images of this this type that you're trying to pursue with your own exercise or your own diet your own motivation it can actually be really really detrimental if you're looking at this these images of quote unquote perfection uh is that actually helping you or is that motivating you or is it just actually making you feel bad about yourself and so yeah not a huge surprise that the research suggests that it's really not good for us uh so you got to be really careful with what it is that you're consuming online on social media uh not not a shock there we've had this conversation in many different tones but in terms of the body image piece uh interesting to really pull back the layers and dissect the fact that what it is that you're taking in could be really harmful to what it is that you're trying to accomplish